0: This is the run in my mouth Friday funny where it's funny because fill in the blank. I'm your host Carly Sauer, aka Coach Carly, and today's podcast is a dynamic warm up of relatable content to kickstart your weekend. Have a laugh, have an oh so true kind of moment, or even think to yourself, "Man, she's out of her mind." However, it lands, that's the point. Hope you enjoy it. Happy weekend, and don't forget to leave your hopefully five-star review on your preferred podcast listening platform before you cool down and x out (laughs) so if you read the title of this friday funny and i can't even keep a straight face but if you immediately read it and were like oh god this is gonna be a dirty episode me too (laughs) so so first of all If your mind immediately goes there, like me too. (laughs) I don't think the immaturity of um, that sort of like brain wiring ever goes away. Uh, And so while we're there, you know, um, any sort of um, FART jokes that ever happen are very funny. And yes, we are in the stage in our house where everything is spelled out (laughs) that we don't want immediately repeated. Uh, and a quick disclaimer for my current situation: my six-month-old is banging around on the floor with his toys. So, also, you know, uh, can't you can't get away from these double entendres here? But yeah, he's on the floor, just shaking and moving and just smashing his toys in the ground. So, if you hear a bit of excess noise in the background, welcome to working mom life. Right here we go. So the title of this Friday Funny is, it's funny because my mind definitely goes there. Now, perhaps you can relate to this. Perhaps you're gonna just be super judgy and like, wow, she needs to take a chill pill, right? She needs to relax. So fine, right? Either way is fine. The whole point of being an individual and having your own, you know, feelings and thoughts and emotions and life experiences is that you get to feel however you want and you get to live your life how you want, so long as it's not hurting anybody else, right, or doing anything to be detrimental to anyone else's well being. So as just a regular individual woman, um, you know, yes, I was mommy to Bucky for 10 years prior to 11 years prior to any children. It wasn't the same. Uh, he is a dog, very um, self-sufficient for what he needed, right? So I was there to love him, feed him, walk him, you know, clean him up, keep him safe in that realm. But otherwise, uh, he is an animal. So he has instinctual desires and control and all of that stuff human babies by the other hand do not they don't know how to get food for themselves they don't know what to eat they would die if they chewed a piece of paper out of a notebook and swallowed it um you know well they wouldn't definitely die but they would be a hazard so saying my mind definitely goes there means in any situation me as a mom means i think about every single solitary possible way that situation could happen, unfold, unravel, go haywire, everything, that every single situation. So my life and my house and my cars and, you know, all of that stuff, my travel experiences, Whether it be a vehicle, you know, an airline, an airplane, an Airbnb, anything like that. This is all thought about and planned and, specifically tailored to my health well-being safety of my family and in turn i mean honestly i like anybody else right like with aging parents and stuff i'm learning that it's kind of all the same safety and and baby proofing if you will for lack of better term it all is safe for pretty much anyone um if you're a, a you know a mom of of young children, or you've had young children in the in the past, it just becomes so apparent how important ADA accessibility is. Right, getting your stroller in and out of stores, and just just the sheer inaccessibility of so many places in this world is something that regular able-bodied single people just don't think about right just don't think about and if you do think about it props to you but it's not going to change your life by any means so these are just you know small little things here and there that really start to add up so i'll give you a couple examples of what i mean when i say my mind definitely goes there because it's not that i'm you know, neurotic or so type A or overbearing, helicoptery. It's none of those things, which, by the way, I don't think are really. Okay. We're having a, someone chime in down there. But I don't think those things are bad adjectives anyway, because it just shows that you care and how much you care, right? So I actually don't think that any of those adjectives are necessarily bad or negative. Or any of that, anyway. But shifting into sort of examples for you to understand what I mean. Number one, it's been discussed in previous you know episodes on my own podcast, and then me as a guest on others is fire. I think fire of any kind is so underrated as a potential just disaster. Um, in terms of you know, a house fire or just regular burns or whatever it is. So candles, the grill, fire pit, right? Just any of these kind of things, a stovetop, a gas stovetop. You just you really need to be vigilant and prepared. And on top of it, like you cannot leave the stovetop on with a huge pot of water ready to boil and leave the room if you've got an unattended toddler. Now, to me, that's common sense. But there are so many people who either just don't see the danger in it and or if they do they think the mindset of well the kid is gonna learn if they touch it and it's hot they'll be like "Ooh, don't touch that again so they sort of have more of like an open floor plan if you will to their mind in terms of these types of things which that'll go for anything i'm gonna say so it's again totally fine if that's your parenting style if that's your view and everything the whole purpose of my voice coming through on this podcast is just to give an alternate thought process, a a lens, right? A window into just another way of thinking. And perhaps there are others like me out there who share these same beliefs. Um, and even if I could just open someone's mind to something that is a potential danger and save a disastrous situation from happening, that would be incredible. So anything around fire to me is a huge disaster. Now kind of sucks because I love candles. I love grilling. I love fire pits. I love all of these things. So I've really worked really hard to set up an existence in our homes where they're safe and we can enjoy these things safely. There's a time and a place, that kind of thing. Um, obviously a fireplace, that's one that I didn't name off that, but that's, that's another thing of just a regular fireplace. So any of these things just terrify me and need to be set up appropriately, especially for toddlers. Not only toddlers though, it could be, you know, eight, nine, 10 year old kids who are just getting a little rough and they're roughhousing and playing and they might just hit something. So I mean, been there, done that, right? I used to play a little crazy when I was a kid. there's also drowning drowning is like one of my biggest fears ever in the world because it just i don't know it really freaks me out and for that reason like our kids both do swim lessons from from baby from forever we have a lot of safety measures for the bathtub lots of safety measures around the pool all that sort of stuff and again like for me they've been in baby baths up until they can sit And then once they can sit with assistance, I have a tub seat. And then once they can sit unassisted and get back up quite easily, the seat comes out and it's just a low water level. And then now that our oldest is two, the bath pretty much is, I don't want to say a free-for-all, but she's a good swimmer. She knows how to float. She knows how to get up. She's very responsible in the tub and I'm sitting right there, literally two inches away from them. We don't leave the room while they're in the bathtub. That's another thing, right? Some people will put their kids in the bath and go down the hallway or go do something else. I have a steadfast rule in our house that we all abide by, whereas if there is a water source on or full or running, kids cannot be unattended. So in addition to drowning and water sources and fire and all of that comes just anything around stairs. I think if it's like, you know, one or two steps up into a store or a building or someone's front porch, something like that. Fine. I won't be sort of that crazy. We'll call it about it. But if it's anything more than that, i just it's a constant reminder big step big step hold on hold on to mommy's hand hold on to mommy's pants um you know grab the wall go slow use your hands whatever it is just the constant reminders to keep um, my toddler focused right on point there's no playing on the stairs there's no carrying a bunch of things up or down the stairs because they just can't grasp the concept of how serious it is the injuries that come and or the sort of sense of ability right in terms of um you know can i carry all the things i see mommy carrying or wow daddy just picked me up and ran up the stairs like can i do that with my little brother like no so for me at this stage with babies and toddlers in and around the house whether it's you know my own kids cousins friends whatever it is to me that's just a very important point of focus and whether it's baby gates or just inaccessibility, whatever is your way of sort of keeping them out and corralling again, personally, I think very important. And it gives the parent, the caretaker, whoever it is, a sense of independence as well in that space. So when you do go upstairs to fold laundry, put away laundry, take a shower, you can leave doors open and feel that you are in a safe place to have your kid, you know, roaming free, playing in their bedroom and coming back to your bedroom or whatever it is that you're not literally every second hands-on, focused, like touching each other, because that can be just extremely overwhelming. So yeah, stairs, definite, hold on, hand-holding, go slow, focus, no toys. All that sort of stuff in relation to that is the concept of falling off of high areas so falling down a flight of stairs falling off a bed standing or sitting on a countertop unattended sitting on a proper size chair when they're too young and don't understand how to balance or not to lean forward and that that kind of stuff and again these are things that i again as soon as i see these things my mind goes straight there to like the worst what is the worst thing that could happen how do i prevent it but keep things running normally so this is not to say that like i haven't experienced some of these disasters to date whether it's again with my own children i used to be an au pair nieces and nephews regardless yes things happen kids fall off a chair straight on their face they fall off the countertop they fall down a flight of stairs they accidentally touch hot thing or there, you know a grill a mug whatever it is that, that things happen right but point is you need to be prepared vigilant and informed if you want the best case scenario of things turning out okay Another thing, cars. Number one with cars is kids running out in the middle of the road. So, drivers oftentimes just get too comfortable, too in a rush, too focused on themselves and what they're doing to even think about the possibility of anything in terms of, oh, will there be a child here? Do little kids live here? Is this where kids play? Like all that sort of stuff. So, drivers themselves don't even. Really, think about that, and then obviously, a little toddler or whomever is not going to think about the dangers of running in the middle of the street they're just going to take off running, so if it's an actual street, if it's a parking lot, um, you know whatever it is, like a crosswalk in terms of you know you're, you're outside of school or whatever, there's this sense of security or safety and or freedom when the small child is with parent guardian caretaker older sibling whoever it is where they just don't understand the inherent danger and it's up to the person who is older and, and you know in charge and responsible to really manage that situation so something that you know i do and i've seen done is making sure everyone's always holding hands or holding each other something so if my hands are full and i'm pushing a stroller my toddler holds the stroller when we get to the car hands on the car until my hands are empty. So if I've got a lot of grocery bags or whatever that I need to just put in the trunk, hands on the car until we're ready. And you know, you make it into a game. Um, Ever since she really, like my oldest, could really understand what I was talking about, we play the game, find mommy's car. So where's mama's car? Do you see mama's car? And that way the focus is on getting there and getting there safely. It's not like who can get there first, but it's, oh, you see it? Like, can you show me where it is? Show mommy where mommy's car is, I don't see it. That kind of a thing. And so it just makes it a very, uh, I don't want to say regimented, but a very structured moment where there really isn't much of a chance for the darting out or the lack of attention to the situation. So for me, works very well. I love it. I use it all the time. Again, with my kids, other kids, doesn't matter who. I just think it's very important to be be very safe around cars. Two more things with cars. One that relates back to the hot stuff. If a car has been running or is on, like I keep kids away from the engine part of the car and the exhaust part of the car, obvious reasons something that sucks with the exhaust part of the car is we've come in to this situation just i mean daily pretty much where we're either using what we call tiny potty which is like a little travel potty for potty training and or changing diapers or clothes in the back of our car and unfortunately it's like always a situation where your legs are getting like blasted with the exhaust so Like my husband's always like like my jeans i think i just got burned because there's really no better way to do it like you need the car on for either you know air conditioning so it doesn't overheat if the baby's in the car or in the winter obviously heat to make sure nobody freezes while they're in the car And, and either way you do it the exhaust is just pumping out so Definitely keep you know kids away from that because that I means again the risks are obvious. it's the same thing with with fire or you know the grill or the hot stove or whatever risks of burn injury just are through the roof, and the last thing with cars Keson is really going wild with those toys. by the way, if you guys can hear him, he is just doing he's doing a great job playing again, any moms of little kids will understand how nice the independence is like he doesn't need me i don't have to be holding him he's doing his own thing I mean, he's but six feet away from me i put on a little towel of course he likes spit up like two inches right off the blanket that i put down and i have an extra towel about three inches to the right of that of course he finds the one area that gets like right on my rug which is just i mean again motherhood right motherhood in a nutshell i give you this enormous he's literally has like a six foot by six foot with like a little extra three foot space to play. And he wiggles and shimmies and crawls right to the one spot that goes onto my rug and then pukes. (laughs) Cool. So anyway, the final thing with cars is keys and locking and locking yourself in the car, not you, the mom, caregiver, whoever, but the kid. So it happened to me recently where I just wasn't. I mean, honestly, I just didn't think about it. I like, sure, yeah, I don't want my kid to lock him or herself in the car, obviously. But I don't know, it's just like a rushed moment. And I mean, that's how things happen, right? A rushed moment, you're not thinking, and then, and then boom, tragedy. So I had a moment of just fluster and rushing and not thinking totally clearly. And I put my toddler in the front seat because i needed to get my baby in the back seat and then i was immediately going to open the front seat and get her and whatever my car was not on i put my you know diaper bag and baby bag and everything in the car she was sitting in the passenger seat it was like pretty far back from the dash and reclined a little so again i wasn't worried about anything i was like she can't reach anything whatever of course she's super curious and immediately put her hands on the side of the car and locked the car two things I could have used to remedy the situation, both inside the car, my keys and my phone, because I have a car with an app where I can control it from the app. Of course, both my phone and my keys are in the car. I was like, cool. So my phone is pretty much never not on my body. And I do not have an Apple watch because I wear a Garmin for running and running coaching and all of that. So I didn't have my phone physically on my person because who I am and the life I lead, I'm in leggings a lot, lemon leggings, like that kind of thing. And normally they don't have pockets. And this happened in the summer where I was just in a tank top. So I ha- literally had no pockets, no sweatshirt, no jacket, like none of that. So I just put it in the car. Again, this whole ordeal was supposed to take at most like 40 seconds to get both kids in the car within a split second of me closing her door and going to open the back door to open it for my son the doors were locked. My heart sank so fast. I felt like my throat closed in my whole like world stopped. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me right now. And again, my phone is inside the car. So even if like, she literally would not open the doors, like I had no way to call 911. I couldn't call for help. Like there's nobody around. So I was panicking inside, but I tried not to panic too much her because i'm a firm believer in that kids and pets and everything are reactive i don't think that they come forward with actions and feelings i think that they react to everything and their surroundings so i try to stay calm lots of deep breaths and again tried to make it a game where i was like hit the button hit the button hit the button like just hit the button hit it hit it it. keep hitting buttons and basically she just kept hitting buttons And when I heard it unlocked, I opened the door like as fast as I possibly could. (laughs) Knee jerk reaction. And, you know, we had a talk about do not touch buttons. I know that I just told you to, but that's because I needed you to open the door. But anytime you're in the car, no buttons, no buttons, no buttons. So still working on it. Again, this happened over the summer. So, you know, it's it's gonna be a constant thing. She's only two. So I consider that a, a mom fail. I consider that like my fault, my issue, because I should not have left my keys and my phone in the car with all doors shut with a two year old. So definitely a learning moment, definitely a moment where I was like, oh, shit, uh, mommy fucked up. (laughs) But in a moment that probably in totality took less than 30 seconds, it felt like 17 hours it felt like the whole day i'm st- i'm sitting there so now ahead of the game i will absolutely never leave my keys and or my phone in the car with a young kid with all the doors closed there's just no way so now i usually like open another door and just have multiple doors open or have the hatch open into the trunk whatever it is it's just I just will never do that again, literally like the <laughs> anxiety and madness that was going through my mind was just not good, not acceptable, not something you ever okay. should ever have to deal with in your whole life. So yeah, those are just a couple examples of just things that have, in my opinion, high propensity for issue or tragedy. and some things uh, tips and tricks that I use personally and specifically to make things flow smoother and be easier and just make everybody happier and calmer. And, you know, the existence to, to run in the direction of enjoyable and easy and <laughs> smooth and just not having to have the blood pressure.